so we just finished the lead 2020 and uh, I want to talk about a couple of issues we kind of talked about in that, uh, that three days and then I want to talk about some other issues. But the first thing I want to talk about is whiskey. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> first thing you want to talk about is the whiskey and the cigars. It's a whiskey and cigar <laughs> podcast. Yes. Gentlemen, we just finished up three days of Lead 2020. And uh, here we are at the beautiful Broadmoor Hotel and Resort, our little home course here. And so excited to have you guys down in Colorado Springs. And you and I have played this course a couple of times together. Yes, we have, twice in one day. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. If you ever get a chance to come to Colorado Springs, come down here to the Broadmoor and hang out. Drew, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I've not had an opportunity to lose any balls out here yet. So. Yeah. Well, it's early. It's early. So what I would like to talk about before we get started, G-Man, is uh, a little conversation about whiskey and cigars. What do you got smoking there? This right here is a nice little Arturo Fuente, and it's a neutral. Oh, Arturo, Arturo Fuente. It's Fuente. Roll the R's. Fuente. Roll the R's. Fuentes. Roll the R's. Arturo. Arturo. Fuentes. What do I got here? That's a Cohiba. That's a Fidel Castro Cohiba. Well, this is probably like not a Cuban. Post Revolution, probably, probably Nicaraguan. Yeah, or Dominican. Yeah. yeah, import. What do we got here for whiskey? I see some uh, stag. Yeah, we're doing the stag right now. Uh, Drew Cameron sent uh, the top 50 whiskeys uh, for the year, and uh, we went down the list, and stag was ranked number two on the number list. Number two. We haven't had stag yet, so we decided that uh, we would try it. We're and like, I have we're to like tell Amos. You. We're okay being number two. Well, in this situation, what was number one? I, I don't know. What was number one? I would think Pappy Van that Winkle. A, that was at least five, it wasn't five glasses of whiskey ago. I will say this. This is a strong, strong spirit. There's, yeah. This yes. is not for the faint of heart. And it normally isn't for breakfast. Well, there's only a few people that would do that for breakfast. I'm not <laughs> naming any names. I don't know who those people would be. I'm not naming any names. Besides ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, let's get serious here. We just wrapped up uh, three days of Lead 2020. Uh, uh, brought to our viewers and our members from um, EGI Contract to you. And so I just want to just like have a summary of that discussion. I know a lot of our viewers probably were watching that, but let's have a summary of that, of that whole discussion. And I think the brief summary could be, you know, what's, how important is the leadership? What's the mission, vision? What does that mean? How do we execute on that vision? That type of stuff. So G-Man, I'm going to start with you. You know why? Because you look good in that pink coat. He's the smartest man I know. <laughs> Next to the, so I got the legend, I got the icon. And the guru. <laughs> the guru. I'm, yeah. <laughs> wow, so vision, mission, and, and um, uh, purpose. And then uh, we also added core values to that conversation, I think from the question. And uh, Drew, you brought that up, which is uh, all four of those sort of go together. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think the ar overall arching architecture of any business starts with having a vision where you're headed. Uh, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. The mission, of course, is then how we're gonna accomplish some of those things, the, just a little bit more meat on that bone. The purpose, you raised Simon Sinek, you know, I'm a big fan of his, the why. And why? I think a lot of the recruits that we're working on today, they wanna know why. It, it's, the work itself is not the purpose. The money is not necessarily the purpose. Those things count. People use those as scoreboards, but why we're doing it and why it's maybe good for the environment, why it's good for community, 
there's bigger issues that people want to know. And then the value structures are just how we're going to hire and fire and how we're going to build a culture of a team and how we're going to get along together and how we're going to build that uh, overall organization. So yeah. it was, it was, it's a powerful set of concepts. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of companies don't do a good job with it. They don't give it enough treatment. And I think that's what you talked about. Maybe you want to expand on that. Well, the first thing I want to comment on is the fact that we couldn't afford car uh, cardboard cutouts for our audience. We actually brought in some here. live members yeah. <laughs> uh, to play golf behind us. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you know what we were talking about. You know, I call them the foundational elements, the cornerstones of any business, and it's they are. I have just learned over the last twenty years as a business coach and consultant. Um, even you know, even at the company that you know that we hired you into, that that company couldn't grow and scale if it didn't have a good foundation. You know, the the foundation of the Empire State Building is 55 feet deep, right? So that's the only way that building can go up like 1,276 feet or something like that, right? Because it has a deep, strong foundation, right? You look at the the, the California redwoods out in you know out in. California. It's in California. Yeah, California yeah. Redwoods. Northern California. Uh, That's why he's the guru. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's the icon. Oh, the icon. You're the legend. <laughs> I'm the guru. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the California Redwoods, though, they have a very shallow foundation, but what they do have is an intertwined network of the root system. That's how those trees are able to grow as high as they do, right? So one way or another, you need a strong foundation as an individual and then as a, biz uh, as a business. And, you know, the vision, the mission, uh, the purpose, okay, because I split those two. I, I, I wanted to have a why. I specifically wanted to be able to, to play off of that because of Simon Sinek. Because, I mean, yeah, they say there was a book that was written years ago. I don't know the name of the author, but it's like everything I, I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten, yeah. right? Caring is sharing, right? Take naps, ha you know, have recess, go out and, you know, and play, right? But also the other thing is why. Kids always are asking why. Why can't I have a cookie? Why, 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 right? And if you think about that, we never satisfy that. And we don't satisfy that with our customers, we don't satisfy that with our coworkers, we don't even satisfy that within ourselves. And we always are wanting. And, and so if you're always wanting, guess what? You'll always be wanting. You, you mentioned the law of attraction earlier in, in our conversation today. And the law of attraction is, is if you're wanting for something, guess what? You will always want for it, right? If you have money problems and you focus on having money problems, you'll always have money problems because your focus is on that. Right? It's like we talk about sports analogies quite a bit in these videos, right? If you're playing not to lose, more often than not you lose, yeah. right? Because you get what you're thinking about, you get what you're tracking. You've talked about that in so many of your sessions. You, get, you become what you think about all day long. Sure. Right? And yeah. so I want our viewers uh, and listeners that aren't viewing, they would be listeners, right? Uh, <laughs> Hence, says the icon. I'm just trying so, to process. This is oh, why the man is I'm the just, icon. I'm just trying to process how far we are off topic. <laughs> but so, anywho, but I, I, I want I want our, our viewers and our listeners to understand that if they build a strong foundation of the things that they say that they want and who they say they are and want to become, and the team all buys into that, don't be surprised one day when you wake up and that's exactly who you are and where you are. No, I agree with you. I think we're back uh, on track, by the way. No, we're back on track for sure. You guys back on track. So, no, I agree 100% that our expectations, uh, which is the vision, right? The, the end game, begin with the end in mind. What's the end game? What's the vision? So much of our expectations uh, kind of determine the reality. Uh, one of the stories I, I, I tell, uh, it's kind of a joke, but it's, it's a real story. A young man came to me one time and he was talking about his plumbing business and how bad the plumbing business is. And, 
how he can't make any money and customers just want a cheap price. And he started telling me about how his dad never made any money in the plumbing business. And, you know, and then he said to me, he goes, you know, it's like my daddy always said, plumbers don't drive Cadillacs. And I'm like, there's your sign, right? Because that expectation of his was that, you know, we're going to struggle financially. As it turns out, a couple of weeks later, I'm down with uh, Scott Vigue, Scott Vigue, that you know, down in Tampa Bay, Florida. Very successful plumbing contractor. And I was down doing a couple of days of training, and I finished the first day, and he invited me out to his house and went out with, uh, with him and met his wife. And I got to their house, and she's back in their car out of the garage. What do you think she was driving? Cadillac. Cadillac Escalade. And I'm thinking, dang, I guess some plumbers do drive Cadillacs. Is that before or after you went to his 100-foot boat? That was before, because we got in his Cadillac. It was a 65-foot boat, but we got in his, in his uh, Escalade. We drove around this marina to see his boat, and it turns out to be that 65-foot, three-and-a-half million yacht. And I'm thinking, well, you know, some plumbers don't drive Cadillacs. Some plumbers drive Cadillacs and yachts. <laughs> the question is, which man is right? And, of course, they're both right, because they're right. both a product of their expectations. So when we talk about vision, mission, purpose, big picture, you know, it's about the expectation of what am I going to become? Am I going to become broke? Am I going to become wealthy? And so much of those expectations play themselves out in our life, mm-hmm. right? In yep. just everyday life. So that's, that's some pretty amazing conversation. So as we head into 2021, uh, I think companies need to focus on their business plan, some of the ideas that they want to put down as far as where they want to go. And I, I love the fact that you're talking about you become what your expectations are. Your, your mind focuses on that. You, you grow towards that. And uh, I think the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Some guy named Napoleon Hill might have yep, said that. He did. So as we think about our plan, as we think about vision, mission, purpose, values, that needs to be the leading edge of the business plan. So, and we'll, I think we're going to talk more about that later on. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, vision, I think it, it all starts with vision. In fact, our good friend Steve Schallenberger, I think he has a book that he just released about vision, right? Yeah. Start with the vision. And, you know, Simon Sinek says, start with why. Steve, Steve and Rob Schallenberger's book is start with the vision. And, and I believe in that. Uh, you know, I went through some sales training back in the 90s, and my, I took my team through it. And we did an exercise called cut and paste. And what we did is we went out and got a bunch of magazines, okay? For you younger people, magazines are these little paper <laughs> periodicals. <laughs> uh, that don't exist anymore. They weren't digital? <laughs> um, but we got a bunch of these magazines, a, a car magazines, picture, uh, ma- house ma- housing magazines, Architectural Digest, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle magazines, uh, vacation magazines. We, we threw them onto the conference table in my dad's office. And we said, we're, gonna, you know, we're coming into our new year here, and l- let's go ahead and build our vision, missions, and our goals. And I said, you know, we did a whole day exercise with this. And I said, go through these magazines and sincerely do this. Flip through here and say, what is it that you want, right? If you want a Rolex, do you want a boat? Do you want a house? Do you want to go on a certain vacation? Do you want a certain amount of money into your bank account? Do you want a jet? Do you want a house in the Caymans, right? The McLarens. You know, all the things that we've all, all talked about. You know, what is, it, what is it that you want for your life? What is it that you want for your relationship? What, do you, what are the things you want to be, do, and have, right? And let's just, you know, just let's dream big, right? And, and cut out pictures that would be in alignment with that. But the, the goal was is that you can't have pictures of six yachts. You can't have pictures of seven houses. You can't have pictures of, of 10 different cars. You've got to be selective in the one that you're focusing on. And so the, the, uh, the team, you know, they went through it. Uh, we included uh, call takers and sales coordinators and, uh, my, and my salespeople. We, I let my service manager handle the service side of this. 
But we did it with our salespeople, and they cut all this stuff out. We gave them poster boards, and then they, you know, and glue sticks, and they glued these things to their poster board. Now, I, I gave them a homework assignment. I said, now figure out what is the term of this goal. When do you want to have this goal by? And, and you know, find that out, and then find out what is the cost of the goal. And, and in some cases, the cost of the goal might be the down payment, right? So when you got the G-Wagon, right? You don't need to come up with $120,000, $150,000 for that. I mean, that's the way you want to play that game, sure. But all you need to do is come up with the down payment and then figure out what do you need to earn monthly to cover your payments, uh, insurance, and, and gas, right? And so I, I had my team do that. And we started that, I think, in 1993. And we did that up until, you know, for the, uh, up for the three years, four years, technically, if you count that year, for four years up until we sold the company. And then we did it after that as well. And we were wildly successful in increasing our, our sales results, right? Because the guys weren't doing it to increase sales. The guys weren't doing it to increase revenue for the company and profitability for the company. That was a byproduct of them doing what they wanted to do for themselves, realizing their vision, right? Realizing their mission. And so I think as a company, that's the one thing sometimes that we fail to do. We let everybody, we clue everybody into what the, the corporate vision and mission is, right? But we don't ever take the time to understand what their personal vision and mission is. And the only way that we're going to realize ours as a, as a corporation and as, a, as an owner is, is to help our people see that they can realize everything they want in their lives by helping us build the kingdom, right? Yeah. Wow. Just wow. Drew, that's, uh, that's some deep stuff right there. Gary. How would you compliment that conversation? I, I love the, his commentary about uh, his team and them having their own, I believe you call it a prosperity plan. Uh, in our organization, we call it a personal achievement plan. Exact same thing, which is uh, clarify your personal purpose, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, you know, big picture. Uh, establish some values for how you're going to live your life, things that are going to match up hopefully with the corporation or the company that you're working for or the company that you own, and then break down uh, some life goals, some serious long-term life goals. You know, that could be attaining your first house, that could be, you know, having a family, that could be, you know, buying the Broadmoor Golf Club. Somebody, somebody must have thought of this at one point, it was a vision. And, and then start short-term goal uh, discussion around how do we incrementally get to that place. So uh, those are powerful, powerful concepts, but very, very few people actually employ those. And you've spent the better part of your career teaching that. You know, we, we sort of demand that everybody in the, our organizations at least try to have those. So we know how to coach, and we can work with them on their, on their magazines, if you will. No, it kind of gets back to the classic Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, right? Yep. And that's what a vision, mission is all about. You know, what's the end game look like? And you can define that end game however you want. Mm -hmm. Profitability, gross revenues, you know, market share, whatever. But you got to have an end game in mind. You got to have a target to shoot for. Well, you did that obviously, you know, and, and maybe it would be helpful for our listeners to hear how, I mean, you've had a lot of these goals yourself, right? The, the house in Maui, right? The mm -hmm. G-Wagon, you know, the house at the Broadmoor, you know, the membership of the, at the Broadmoor, you know. So, you know, take us through one of yours. I mean, you, you played this game. No, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great uh, point there, Drew. So, you know, as most of our viewers know, uh, 17 years ago, 2003, January. I'm in a homeless shelter here in Colorado Springs, uh, which, by the way, yeah, is about Home Street, right? Uh, uh, Nevada, Nevada, just one block over. Yeah. And at 3808 North Nevada, and where we are today at the Broadmoor is about seven miles south, right off the same street, and it's a completely different world. But you're right, Drew, that 
you know, when I, when I got there and the experiences I'd gone through for the number of years before I got there, it's like, I am gonna build a successful life. I'm gonna be wealthy, I'm gonna be happy, I'm gonna have nice stuff. I'm gonna build a good life because I was sick and tired of living the penitentiary system and, and broke and struggling and all those things. And so I had a very clear vision of what I wanted. Uh, in fact, in 1996, you know, seven years before I got to that shelter, uh, when I began to learn visualization, having a purpose, having a mission, a vision, I wrote out on a sheet of paper what a perfect life for me would look like. I'm an awesome father to my son. I have a beautiful wife that I can love and trust. She's sitting right there. Um, I have a beautiful house in Maui, a beautiful home in Colorado, and uh, wealth and success and books and businesses and all that. And uh, it all happened, but it didn't happen accidentally. I had a specific vision, a specific thing that I wanted in my life. And uh, when you have something specific to work for, you'll figure out the, the challenges, the setbacks, the whatever. It's true in life, it's true in business. I wanna take my business here, you'll figure it out. But if you don't have a specific vision, a specific outcome that you're looking for, you know, you just kinda meander around. Yeah, I was talking actually with a client yesterday, that's a great point, that if the what and the why are big enough, important enough, you'll figure out how. I think the problem with most people is, is they think about what and why. Sometimes they just jump even into the how, they don't even think about the why, right? And they get caught up in how. I call it the tyranny of how, right? And, and they will sabotage themselves. Well, you can't do that. We, we, we could never accomplish that. Why not? Well, because of this. And they, they make all these excuses and they never start. Right. And you're, you're, to your point, I mean, here's a guy in prison, right? I mean, he was given like maybe, what were you trusted with, like a piece of paper and some crowns, <laughs> right? And some toothpaste. I think you said you put it up on your wall with toothpaste, right? I did. Right? So, I mean, if you can do that in prison, you can create a prosperity plan, as you call it, in prison, and then you can come out and manifest it because that's what you did. You are a power, we are all powerful creators. You created this. You created the existence that got you into the penitentiary as well, yep. right? And so you've created this, you know, this existence here with, with all of your goals, well, all the ones that you've really shared with us, you know, realized. Yeah. And, and I know you have others as well, but you didn't let Hal get in the way. Hal was not going to stop you because the what and the why were so important. That's a great right? point. That's so great. I think I, I would tell our listeners, if the what and the why are, are, are important enough, if they're big enough, you'll figure out how. You will not be denied. You know, it's, it's uh, Dr. Covey used to talk about the conscious and unconscious serendipity of the universe, right? That if you have uh, a clear vision, the power of intention, you can figure things out. And I've shared a story with many of our viewers, listeners before. Uh, in 2018, I was watching a video of Floyd Mayweather, the boxer. And, you know, he's got this great collection of cars. I'm kind of a car guy, nothing at his level, but I just I like nice cars. And he was doing this video on some fancy Bugatti or Rolls he had or something like that. And he also had this, this uh, Mercedes G-Wagon, G550 squared. And he was you know, showing the video and I'm like, man, that is like the ultimate four by four, right? And so in uh, November of 2018, I found a picture of that G-Wagon and I put it on my dream board that I have on my phone right there and went about my life. And then about 18 months later, I get a call from an auto broker in San Diego that I bought a car from before, and I had told him, you know, be on the lookout for one of these G-Wagons, because they only made like 300 of them in 2018. Find one of these G-Wagons, like I found, you know, that Floyd Mayweather had. He calls me up, he goes, hey, I got this thing, it's like, 
10,000 miles, perfect condition. And I'm like, we do the paperwork, I'll, I'll buy it. So I go out to San Diego and I drive it back and I get home and we love it. And uh, my wife loves it. And you know, our daughter really loves it. She drives to school and she's 16 and she's pretty sure she's a, a Kardashian when she drives it. <laughs> uh, but about two weeks later, the, the title work comes in and my wife opens it up and she comes down and she goes, look at this. Look at this title work. I looked at it. What is it? This was Floyd Mayweather's G-Wagon. It wasn't a G-Wagon just like the one I saw. It was the exact one he had in that video. And that is the conscious and unconscious serendipity of the universe. Uh, the power of intention, the power of a vision, the power of specificity. You've got to know what you're trying to work for. You've got to know what you're trying to accomplish. Otherwise, you're just like the classic, you know, kind of rudderless ship in the ocean. Wherever the wind blows, here you go. But if you got a mission, if you got a vision, if you got a place that I'm trying to get, mm -hmm. you know, one of the metaphors I use, like uh, one of my brothers is kind of a skeptic, and he's like, ah, oh, this stuff you write about, it's a bunch of nonsense. And I'm like, Richard, uh, we were in New Orleans where he lives. And I said, let's suppose I want to go to Baton Rouge. And I was determined to get to Baton Rouge. So I start driving out the interstate, going to Baton Rouge, and a windstorm hits. And a bunch of trees, you know, block the interstate. Can I go to Baton Rouge still? Yeah, it's gonna take longer. I gotta clear the trees now. And I clear the trees and I go a little further, a hurricane hits, you know, and it blows me off the interstate and breaks my leg and I get, you know, all these injuries and can I still go to Baton Rouge? Yeah, it's gonna take longer, as long as I'm not dead. Uh, and the point was that no matter how many adversities hit, I can still get to Baton Rouge. Like you talked about, if you have the passion the focus, the determination, you'll figure out the how. Mm -hmm. It may take longer than we expect, but at the end of the day, we get to Baton Rouge. You gotta have a specific purpose, a point you're trying to get to in your life. Because if you do, you'll figure out the BS and get there. Well, that's the thing is if you don't have a, a destination in mind, any road will get you there, right? Yeah. I mean, you can just set out and start driving and any road will get you to anywhere. No, it's like that line in uh, Alice in Wonderland. You know, she's like, which way should I go? Which way should I go? And one of the characters said, well, where, where are you trying to go? And she goes, I don't know. He goes, it doesn't matter which way you go then. Right. <laughs> right? There's no direction. There's no specificity. There's no objective. There's no G-man at the end of the rainbow. Final comment on that is you actually got to look at that every day. He, I, it's not lost Good on point. me that he's got a dream board on his phone. Yes. So some people use, you know, time management system, Franklin planners, lots of different uh, resources. But you've got to you could put a goal board. Put you've got to be committed to seeing it and looking at it and checking into it, you know, on a daily basis so that 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 becomes your armor against all the obstacles and all the static and all the BS that's out there and all the people that say you can't do it or, you know, why can't they do it? Well, because you've decided you can't do it. Here's the interesting thing as well that you've 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 been very transparent as long as I've known you about you declare what it is that you want. You speak about it, as do you. I mean, we all know at some point this man is going to have a jet, right? He will have a jet. <laughs> he had talked about having a house in the Caymans and let me, let me check, do you have a house in the Caymans? I do. Yes, you do, okay. So he declared what he wanted. Too many people, you know, too many of our viewers and listeners, they, they keep their dreams inside for fear that like people might, might like laugh at them or that they might not, you know, get it. But the thing is, is that that's the thing that stops you from realizing it. The thing that you put out in front of you and you declare to the world, 
you'll, you'll go after it because you've now declared it to yourself, but you've also declared it to others. Yeah. You've made it public. And then don't be surprised when others actually want to help. Right. right? I'm sure you achieved everything you have Tons by yourself. Right. Right? Tons All of by help. yourself. Tons of help. Nobody helped you. You helped me. You gave me a job 17 years ago. I was one. Here's the bottom line. If you don't know where you're going, you're probably not going to get there. Yep. If you do know where you're going, you probably are going to get there. Have a vision. Have an end game in mind for your business. Eventually, you'll find a way to get there. Agreed. That could be transferring it to the kids, building it, selling it. Whatever it is. A lot of, lot of different avenues. No doubt. Powerful. Here's to the stag. Here's to the stag. And the vision of having we the... Might, we might see a stag behind us. We saw some deer earlier. Having the vision of having the number one whiskey in the world.